letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include Minneapolis's plans for the 4th of July weekend, more reaction to the Southwest Light Rail Project, and just in time for the 4th, some area beaches close to E. coli. But we begin with colleges and universities nationwide now having to revamp their long-standing admissions policies following a ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court today. The court has struck down affirmative action in college admissions, saying race can no longer be used as a factor in deciding who to admit. University of Minnesota law professor Timothy Johnson telling WCCO's Adam and Jordana the ruling wipes out decades of how these institutions did business. Universities could take race into account in the same way that they might take into account whether you are a legacy student, that is your parents or one of your parents have gone to that university, whether you are a good athlete or a good musician. Race was just another one of those factors. And today, race has to be taken off that list. The court ruled on the case in a 6-3 to three vote with the conservative justices ruling in favor of ending the practice and liberal justices ruling in favor of keeping it. I'm Steve Simpson. Fourth of July holiday quickly approaching. MSP Airport is expected to be really busy, perhaps an all-time high. Jeff Lee with the Metropolitan Airports Commission says planning an early arrival at the airport may shorten wait times at those TSA checkpoints. We have a new program called MSP Reserves at Terminal 2. It's a way for passengers to reserve a time to go through the security checkpoint in the early morning hours up until 8 a.m. That's the time when we have the busiest checkpoint queue line. TSA anticipating its largest number of travelers over this holiday weekend since before the pandemic. State lawmakers are reacting after the Office of the Legislative Auditor released a new report detailing the troubled Southwest Light Rail Transit Project spearheaded by the Met Council. DFL State Representative Frank Hornstein chairs the Transportation Committee and says the state needs to be vigilant by keeping a watch on what's happening with the Southwest Light Rail Transit Project moving forward. Ensuring that those who are in in charge of, of building and maintaining and and operating the system are being forthright with the public uh, and are are following, um, you know, all of the procedures that that they need to to follow. Republican House Minority Leader Lisa Damoth criticized the Met Council for, quote, wasting taxpayer dollars. That criticism included the DFL, which she says gave the Met Council more money this session by raising taxes. Mark Friday's Talk 830 WCCO. After some pushback on its decision to close the Stone Arch Bridge at 8 p.m. each night over the holiday weekend, Minneapolis Park Board officials are shifting the start time of each night's closure to 10 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. They say the closure is intended to prevent unsafe, chaotic conditions like what happened on and around the bridge during last year's July 4th holiday. Taste of Minnesota will be taking place at the north end of downtown Minneapolis Sunday and Monday, and a laser fireworks display is planned at Boom Island Park. Park downtown Monday night. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCL. Minnesota is expected to benefit from a bill that recently passed in Congress that will allow companies here to ramp up the manufacturing of semiconductor chips. WCCO Susie Jones has the details. Minnesota is considered by many as being the birthplace of computing and microelectronics. Still, the manufacturing of computer chips is done primarily in Taiwan. In an effort to change that, the CHIP Act will allow companies in the U.S. to apply for grant money to build up facilities to ramp up production. 
Problem is, there are not enough trained workers to do it. Tom Sonderman is CEO of Skywater Technologies in Bloomington. He took part in a roundtable discussion with tech companies, educational institutions, and the U.S. Commerce Secretary, as well as Senator Amy Klobuchar, to talk about ways to address that shortage. He says with state and federal support, it makes the prospect of investing more palpable. Risky decisions become less risky so we can make decisions to move faster. We need hundreds of thousands of workers all across the country and we don't have them today. U.S. Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo is confident, though, that Minnesota will be able to educate and train enough workers to make those precious semiconductor chips here. The coalition that you have of research universities, community colleges, high schools, a lot to train people with the building trades, with the state and local government, with the companies, the deep ecosystem of semiconductor companies you already have here. It's incredible what I've seen. She says the CHIP Act will make available billions of dollars in grant money for companies to turn around and create the facilities to make the chips. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Rochester police are investigating the discovery of a woman's body in a retention pond yesterday. Here's WCCO Steve Simpson. Investigators were called to the scene in the 4,000 block of 19th Street Northwest. They say the body was inside a vehicle that had probably been in the pond for a while. Dry conditions and a low water level recently made the vehicle visible. The medical examiner working on identification. No word on how the car may have ended up there. The Minneapolis City Council has voted down a plan that would have put the issue of rent control on the November ballot. It's a move blasted by some considering three Muslim council members were absent for the vote. The measure would have let voters decide the fate of a proposed 3% annual rent cap. Councilmember Latricia Vita opposed it. This was not the right way to go with helping the residents that we say we want to help here in Minneapolis. If we're going to help, we need to build housing. Rent control is going to stop the building of housing. Council members Aisha Chugtai, Jeremiah Ellison, and Jamal Osman were observing the Eid Alada holiday and did not participate in the council meeting, something member Jason Chavez said should never have happened in the first place. When council members that are Muslim brought up that this was going to happen during Eid celebration with their family, we could have figured it out. We could have come back to council today and met up a different day. Any new attempt to put a rent control measure on the ballot would require an entirely new policy. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Public health officials have closed a couple of beaches and a swimming pool in Minneapolis. Officials say Thomas Beach at Bede Macasca and Lake Hiawatha Beach are both closed Due to high levels of E. coli, Weber Natural Swimming Pool is also closed due to another form of bacteria that can cause infections in humans. Employers are bracing for a flurry of state law changes starting July 1st, including things like the banning of non-compete agreements and new updates on non-paid leave for employers. Doug Luna is president and CEO of the Minnesota Chamber. He says employers will still have another month to wrap their heads around the legalization of marijuana. Every business is going to have to look at their employment manual, their procedures around testing, update those to accommodate really their style of business, how their employees engage in the workplace. Because ultimately it's in everybody's interest to make sure that employees are kept safe, customers are kept safe. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, it was another tough loss for the Twins on Wednesday in Atlanta. Lefty to righty, two down. And the 0-2 pitch, check swing, high fastball, yep, he went. 
And an ugly start for the Twins today, chasing high fastballs. And that was a problem for this Twins offense back in May. After the game, manager Rocco Baldelli didn't mince words when asked about the team's performance at the plate. We're losing games because we're striking out. And, we're you know, that's, that's not the biggest part. That's one part of it. Not making adjustments at the plate. And when we do put the ball in play, probably not impactful enough at the moment to, to do some things. And our pitching, as we've talked about, has been good. Our pitching has kept us in this the whole way. You know, I think we're well beyond, like, putting pressure on people's shoulders and stuff like that. We need to hit. We need to hit. We're not going to win unless we, we make adjustments uh, at the plate and ultimately barrel a lot of balls and hit. Mm. And um, you know what? It feels good to say it instead of almost saying it or implying it or anything like that. I hope that helps our players because saying something out loud that's the truth is normally the best way to uh, uh, acknowledge something, get over it, move on, and do better. The Twins open a three-game series in Baltimore on Friday before returning to Target Field to play Kansas City over the 4th of July week. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.